Everyone has an opinion, but he's got the Von Hessler Doctrine. Eric Von Hessler on WSB. Welcome back. It is uh, a world we live in always full of outrage. Am I right? Pretty much, yeah. So we have a, we have a segment every week. Well, we just try to cover all the outrage. Oh, we all try. The that people are outraged. We can't get to all of it. <laughs> There's so much of it. People are just outraged a lot. But it is time for... Outrage Corner. That's outrageous. With English Nick. Now, before we get to English Nick, I have to say that this is outrageous. Um, i got to call my uh, myself here. What did Jurassic World make this week? Like nine gazillion, billion, trillion, a lot of zillion money. dollars. People like it. And, and and Jared here was saying that he saw it and he enjoyed it. Loved he said it, it was a, like a thrill ride. And he said, I don't want to do any spoilers for you. And I mentioned to him, I'm probably not going to see it. I've never seen Jurassic Park. What? Is that outrageous? outrageous? I'm 51 years old. I've never seen Jurassic Park. So there's your first outrage. It's on me. What else is outraging people, English Nick? Uh, more outrage this week over the ex uh NAACP leader Rachel Dolezal. 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 Yes. Sounds like medicine you might take. Yes. For certain skin conditions (laughs) or something. (laughs) Is your skin color not what you like? (laughs) Take Dolezal. She was on the Today Show with Matt Lauer and she was just spouting more of the stuff that's been outraging people. (laughs) So this is uh, this girl in uh, location living under a rock. There are pictures of her. She's not just white when she was a kid. (laughs) She's snow white. I mean, she was absolutely white and she's been passing as black. She's like Michael Jackson in reverse. Yeah, yeah. You know, and she's been passing as black. And even though, and now she's trying to cover it all up and I'm transracial. Look, the fact of the matter is, Caitlyn Jenner is not uh, afraid. uh, Caitlyn Jenner says, I used to be Bruce Jenner and here was a transition and now I'm this. This woman was lying. It doesn't matter what you think about the whole situation. She was lying and Mm -hmm. pretending to be a color that she wasn't. So she went to the Today Show where apparently everybody goes to be exonerated or be heard because this week was uh, Brian Williams and Rachel Dolezal. And uh, just hit the uh, uh, clip two if you can, DeMarco. Are you an African-American woman? I identify as black. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> I identify as black. Where does this... It's On my podcast, we were having a long discussion about Caitlyn Jenner. And let me say again, I am live and let live. I am a libertarian. I know Caitlyn Jenner, do whatever you need to do to mm-hmm. be happy. But I brought up at the point... You know, like as a, as a thought experiment, not thinking it would happen in the next two weeks. Well, what are we going to do when people start identifying? What if somebody says, I identify as black and I'm white and I was hooted down? Oh, don't be ridiculous. And it took like four days later for this story to break. And she's using the transgender sort of language here. Uh-huh. She's saying, I identify as black. And I just say the only response to that is, what the hell does that mean? And where does it stop? What can we stop? I, can we? What if I identify as an Ottoman? <laughs> I identify as furniture. I could see you as an Ottoman. <laughs> yes. You, you I, just do good you, Eric. You I'd be happy you. to store my stuff You in know you. what? I put the rest of you on my back enough. I'd make a good Ottoman. <laughs> let's, go to, uh, let's go to clip three if we can. I was drawing self-portraits with the brown crayon instead of the peach crayon. 
So she's trying to claim, what? much as somebody like Caitlyn Jenner has said, ever even when you saw me winning in the Olympics, right. I was I, I, I would admit it, but I was identifying as a as a woman. So she's saying, yeah, even when I had crayons, I would use a brown crayon to fill in my skin color rather than white. Number one, I don't ever remember having a coloring book with my own image in it. So I never colored in my own <laughs> face. I don't, so I don't I don't get that whole concept either. If you you could, it's always different people. So if you want them to be brown, it would be brown. So that makes no sense and then her parents came out immediately after and said that is not true mm-hmm. this is and parents would would know that they know that about you when you're five what you like what you don't like and they said it's just absolutely not true so it's a she's a serial liar a congenital congenital liar and we have one more uh from this groundbreaking interview done by the great and revered matt lauer i was actually identified when i was doing human rights work in north idaho as first transracial Transracial. I said it last week. This lady is. This, it's, it's interesting that she, she and Brian Williams both spoke, spoke to Matt Lauer because it just should have been Spotlight Whore Week. And by that, I don't mean it's a sexist. Or word. people Call who Brian lost. Williams a Spotlight Whore too. Uh-huh. I want to point that out. Uh-huh. But people who just want to be in the spotlight because uh-huh. when she was white, apparently, <laughs> and she was going to was it Howard University she went to? I she, believe so. For some reason, something she didn't get a position or something happened, and she registered a complaint and said that she was being uh, 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 being oppressed, being abused because she was white. At Howard University. So she's somebody who not only has to be in the spotlight, but she has to have a grievance. Mm-hmm. Now, there's some sort of psychological term for this, but I'm not a psychoanalyst. And I can't tell you, but I can tell you this. The girl gone crazy. And because of the way that we debate things in this society, no one can ever look at somebody who says something like, go back to clip two, please, DeMarco. Are you an African-American woman? I identify as black. There's no place in our society now to just look at a person like that and say, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. What does that mean? You have just said, what you've done is you've strung words together. I understand that because I understand the English language. (laughs) But you've put words together that, as far as I'm concerned, you might as well be speaking Chinese because they don't add up to anything that makes any sense. You know? You're just... Letters are falling out of your mouth, but they don't mean anything. (laughs) What what does it mean? I identify as black. What does that mean? Uh, What? (laughs) Nothing. What do you say? Uh, Well, I was going to say if she identified as Chinese, we'd be in a whole different situation and not understanding anything she said. That's true, because then she'd be speaking Chinese and I really wouldn't understand what she said. So. I mean, I, where does it stop? If we've opened this up, and like I say, I'm a live and let live guy. So transgender, trans whatever, I don't care. You know, just d- don't get in my way. That's all. You know, don't don't bother me. I won't bother you. It's fine. But logically speaking, where does it end? It doesn't matter how much Rachel Dolezal wants to be black. She's not. She's not. And that's a fact. That's a two plus two equals four. Rachel Dolezal could show up and say, I don't believe in gravity. But it doesn't matter. Her feet would still be held to the ground (laughs) because she's inside of a system where gravity is what it is. It just doesn't make any sense that we now can all... There's something now. Miley Cyrus showed up at some kind of event, and I... She she brought somebody who, in the story that I read, was identified as a gender, a gender, a g e n d e r, <laughs> and I swear to you, I wish I had the story in front of me. So this is somebody who does not identify as any specific gender, and the pronouns that you're supposed to use are they, 
them. Human? Uh, not, uh, I don't oh. even know, th- I don't know if I identify as human. Oh. I identify as a cat. I like to eat birds. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what, but this, so now I'm just like, okay, somebody's identifying as a, a gender. What is that? There's, there's apparently like uh, 10 different pronouns mm-hmm. for this. So this person is just showing up and saying, I'm not male and I'm not female. I'm something different. You know, things that used to be jokes no longer are jokes. There's a Woody Allen movie where Diane Keaton <laughs> and him are in a scene, and he says, uh, uh, we'll, we'll get married and, 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 uh, and have babies. And she says something like, yeah, we'll have three. And Woody Allen goes, one of each. And that used to be a joke because yeah, yeah, yeah. there were only two genders. But now you, you could have 45 different <laughs> genders. I, I hate to be an old man who's like, what the world's this world coming to? But I mean, it's getting a little bit absurd when people are just allowed to say, well, I identify as this or that. I identify as a clock because I always tell the time. And this woman's on national television, primetime breakfast show. Yeah, of course. Well, I mean, well because... Of the scandal, yeah, I know, because of the still. fact that she was the, at the head uh, of. The, now I've said this before. I don't think there's anything in the NAACP charter that says you have to be black mm-hmm. to be the leader of a chapter. I don't. I doubt that that's in there. But even so, she was lying. And what is she doing with her skin? I don't understand because she wears shirts that they're not low cut, but you see like the top part of her chest, and it looks black. Now, like I, her face to me looks like she's putting on bronzer of some kind. Mm-hmm. And you can do your hair any way you want, but. I, you'll see her in a, in a in a shirt where it's you can see her chest and and her chest is black now and you look at these c- pictures when she was 16 and she's as white as can be so uh, is there is she going under some sort of strange surgery or is she bronzing herself all the way down to everything you can see i don't know but you were right. it's a it's, lie it's the opposite of michael jackson it is it's her michael nose ja- is going to get bigger <laughs> it's, just, it's, <laughs> it's michael jackson oh, in no. reverse it's michael jackson in reverse uh-huh. send your cards and letters to english nick if uh, anything that's just been said offends you <laughs> we have another story yeah we do people are outraged over uh, veteran atlanta news anchor amanda davis's third dui arrest this week <sighs> three times now I think I've met Amanda Davis a couple times at different functions. She was so, about to be back on television too, right before this happened. She lost right the last job due to uh, due, due to a DUI yep, in yeah. 2012. 2012. Yeah, and she had her first DUI, I think, in the early 90s or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think she ever really copped to the last DUI. She kind of said, "Well, I wasn't really whatever." Yeah, more confused than under the. I influence. don't know. I mean. Wish her the best of luck. This by losing her job, she'd learned from it, though, and right? And she was about to go back on air. Yes. Like celebrating going mm-hmm. back on air. Uh, maybe there's a real problem with alcohol there. I don't know that or not, because I don't know her. I'd say this is, getting a DUI is not smart, obviously, and totally avoidable. The world is what it is. The days of going to the bar and getting blasted and driving home are over. It doesn't matter what you think of it. I will say on the air again what people always told me not to say on the air. Eric Von Hessler will never have a DUI because when I go to a bar with friends, I'm always thinking about mm-hmm. what am I going to be like when I'm driving. Here's the thing. And if I want to drink, I'll do it at home. If I want to drink with my friends, I'll throw a party and they can worry about you know driving home. Here's the deal with the DUI when you're ready to leave the bar. The question is not whether or not you can drive. The question to ask yourself is... Can I beat a breathalyzer? That's the question. We've got a couple more outrage stories when we return. Welcome back. On a great day, Brad Nitz, Channel 2's Brad Nitz, is calling for a 10 on the Mellish Meter. 
You can't do better than a 10 on the Mellish meter. So do something with this day. Don't sit around like I did yesterday. High around 90 degrees. This weather is brought to you by Shoemate, the official air conditioning of summer. Uh, we are in the middle of... I'm Eric Von Hessler. That's... Uh, what is your name? Jerry Yamamoto. And English Nick is, Ow. has a few more stories <laughs> of outrage from Outrage Corner. Uh, Hollywood actress Zoe Zaldana is outraged over the inequality in Hollywood between men and women and how they're treated. Oh, how does that work? Men get $25 million and women only get $24 million? Is that the, is this the Is this the complaint here? Well, and also, she, only, she only gets so many millions of dollars for each thing. Oh, boo-hoo. If you're pregnant as a woman, you can get dropped from a role, Eric. Oh, that's, oh, oh I read this. She yeah. was saying that uh, she found out later that she almost lost a role mm-hmm. because she was pregnant. And... And her outrage was like, really? But always when you know somebody doesn't have any kind of political point is when they start with, really? Is it really like this still? A pregnant woman's going to lose? First of all, you're an actress. All right? If the role doesn't call for the person to be pregnant. You're not going to get it. It's kind of difficult to do it when you're pregnant. Now, I know they can do camera angles, and people have done it in the early stages of pregnancy Mm -hmm. and passed for not being pregnant. I saw toward the end, I did read that article, and the thing that struck me is at the end of the article, she says her complaint is something like, um, there needs to be, the studio needs to provide her a nanny, Uh and that this is oppression because the studio is not providing her a nanny. And can you read the where she's saying you're taking me away from work? She's the Avatar star told the USA Today newspaper, you're taking me away from my home. You're taking my children away from their home. And you're going to make me work a lot more hours than I usually would if I was home. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. That's called a job. Right. Like the point of view. When you look at your employer and think and the way that you're looking at your employer is you're you're taking me away from my home. You're keeping me from the things that I want to do. I mean, where does this bizarre idea of what work is? Of course, everybody would rather be at home. Everybody, but you sacrifice a little bit. Oh, by the way, they're giving you millions of dollars and making you a star. That's also happening at the same uh-huh. time. And maybe you can use some of those millions to provide your own nanny. But there's, there's another story this week about the 49ers. The new coach has decided that because he can't get the attention of these millennial players, that now, after every 30 minutes of practice, they're going to stop for 10 minutes so all the players can update their social media. Whatever <laughs> happened to the... When you're young coming into the workplace, you always hate the boss because you don't want to do things. The way you mature is that the, you have to do what you're told so that mm-hmm. you can make money. These millennials, they're never going to grow up. You love us. Well, I won't use the hate word because... I only dislike you. Just play football, people. (laughs) We're going to talk some sports with my buddy Jay Busby from Yahoo Sports when we return. Everyone has an opinion, but he's got the Von Hessler Doctrine. Eric Von Hessler on WSB. Welcome back. I am the aforementioned Eric Von Hessler. I'm joined by Jared Yamamoto, English Nick. Autumn Fisher is... Off this week. It's Sunday, so that means it's time for the Sunday Atlanta Journal-Constitution. This week, an investigation that digs into why Georgia has the highest increases in auto insurance rates and why you can blame it on the politicians and the weather. Go out and pick up your Sunday AJC. Well, this is usually the point in the show where my miserable friend Greg Rush joins us from Studio (laughs) B1. 
But he is uh, he's returning from a business trip and not able to join us. But lucky us, it allows us to go to my other friend, Jay Busby, from Yahoo Sports. Jay, are you there? I am here, sir. You only have two friends? I only have two friends, and you're one of them. Don't you feel special? I, I am. I am. I'm honored, and I'm a little concerned. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, we'll get together. We'll have a beer, and I'll explain it all to you. You won't be too frightened. I think you'll be sad more than anything. Jay Busby, great writer for Yahoo Sports. You should follow him on Twitter at Jay Busby B U S B E E. Then you can link to everything that he writes. It's fantastic all over the place. Jay Busby. Uh, sports has been very interesting, and I do want to get to Tiger Woods and that that weird also the U.S. Open that appears to me to be, be it looks as if it might they may be playing it on the moon. I'm not sure, yeah, but it's a yeah, kind of an odd odd course. Uh, but first, here at home, there was some news for the Atlanta Hawks this week, which. Uh, explain this to me. The Coach Bud now gets more responsibilities, and I'm assuming a little more money. And they just went ahead. This surprises me, and just pushed Danny Ferry out. Well, it's not really surprising when you think about what happened with Danny Ferry back uh, last year, where there was uh, allegations of, of allegedly racist statements that he made. Uh, that he that he may have been repeating a scout statement. That he may have been saying something himself. Uh, about a, a racially oriented assessment of a player that they were considering as a free agent. So in this current climate, it, it's kind of a surprise actually that Ferry lasted this long on the Atlanta Hawks payroll. But yeah, well, uh, I, let, right. me, let me jump in. The, the reason I say it's a yeah. surprise is because of that. I thought what they were doing is basically saying, okay, for one season you just can't play, and that'll be right. your punishment. I, I thought that's what the punishment was because my and maybe I'm wrong about this, I thought the players liked him, and, and let's face it, he had to have something to do with this great season that they just had. Oh yeah, absolutely. He brought in the players, he structured the contract, he set it up, he set the Hawks in motion to be a force for several years to come. The problem is, and, and I am sure that, uh, that that you could cut loose on this if you wish, the, the current environment that we are in is very much a one strike and you're out when it comes to statements like he made, and, right. and that's that's the environment that we're in right now in sports. I suppose it does. I suppose it doesn't matter at all. But it, here's a question: Is Danny Ferry a racist? <laughs> does that question not even matter? <laughs> Go ahead. Not only myself, but uh, I, I have no. In, there's been no indication prior to this that right. he is. But then, you know, one man can't know another, so uh, right. so we can't say. But but I think that it's more a case that what he said, what he's on the record as saying is the kind of thing that the Hawks just can't afford to be associated with. And I, it's interesting that we demand apologies from people, but we, they're not accepted. He, he apologized right. quite a bit. I don't know the man. I can't tell you whether he's a racist. Um, and we're not inside the building for this last uh, year or so, so I don't know him the way others know him. I can't, I can't speak to it. But I, I would hate to see him lose his job out of mere perception in something that uh, had happened once when we have people getting second chances who are doing much worse things on, on, on the public stage. Um, uh, so you know, and and you know, the, so but what happens with Coach Bud? He becomes the GM and the coach. Uh, he's president, actually. Okay, president. president. I would, yeah. So he's not going to have those general manager duties, but I would imagine that he has strong input into what uh, goes on on the team. And and I would not, I, again, I don't know the specifics of what his new responsibilities will be, mm-hmm. but I would ma- imagine that this is more a move to keep him on the sideline and keep him from going and getting a big offer from say, the Knicks or the Lakers right. or something like that. Well, he's certainly him. shown that he's a great coach, yeah. and you know, I, I, I don't have any problem with uh, giving him a little more. Also, one more question on Derry Fer- Danny Ferry. Do you think that he's the only guy in that position who's written an email like that? 
Or is he, I mean, I'm, I'm wondering if it's just a, a thing where people felt like they could speak in a certain way for years and then just all of a sudden he got popped. I think that that's probably the case. So they, right. It was actually an offhand joke that he made, and that's, that's always the one that gets you, is, that is trying to be funny and stepping over that line, which always seems to be shifting. So that, that's really, it was more that than necessarily any kind of pre, premeditated statement. Okay. So, right. yeah, I think that that's the case where we have. Here's another question. Uh, since LeBron is going to opt out of his Cavaliers contract, which I know is just a little thing, a game he's playing, and he's going to end up being a Cavalier, any chance we can get him on the Hawks? Oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> if LeBron had been on the Hawks, we'd be the champions right now. If LeBron would have had me to help him out, the Cavaliers would be champions right now. <laughs> I mean, LeBron ought to just go and, and form his own nation. Yeah. Team. <laughs> I mean, the, the question is, really, is there's almost... There's a handful of teams that I could say that if LeBron was on that team, they would have gone to the finals. The Hawks, the Bulls, oh, yeah. <laughs> the oh, Clippers. Absolutely. You know, how, how this guy is as good as he says he is. There's, there are only a handful of teams, maybe not any team, that if you go and you put LeBron on, they don't make the playoffs. I yeah. mean, he's so good, and he's so able to handle everything on a court. I mean, he took four pieces of chopped liver <laughs> and put them in the, in the finals and gave them two wins. I, know, I mean, it's... if he had anybody helping him out, they would, they would be champions. He right needs now. to be careful, though, because the reason guys like me like LeBron, when I'm a Hawks fan and I, I root for the Hawks against LeBron no matter who he's paying for, the reason people out that just like the game like him is because he has a side of him that's very statesmanlike, um, that is uh, very, he, he seems to love the game of basketball. Basketball. He seems to care about the whole game. He seems to, uh, and and so he's he's somebody you can like even if you root against him. But a couple of the comments and you know the way he's treating this coach to me yes. makes him seem small. You know, look, either yeah. say you like this guy or you don't like this guy, but just the cold shoulder and no support makes LeBron look small. Yeah, you you, you wonder how much power he really has, and if he has that much power. Why not make him player coach, or why not just give him the you know the designation of player assistant coach? I mean, this is right, this right. is a guy who's unlike any other in the NBA. Why not change the rules a little bit for him? Because he's going to coach the Cavaliers one day. I guarantee you that after he retires, he's going to own the Cavaliers at some point after he retires, and he might I end up being right. he might be the mayor of Cleveland after he retires. <laughs> so you know, he's got everything is bright for him so long as he stays in Cleveland. If he somehow leaves Cleveland again, boy, that's that, that's there's no there's no second homecoming. What if he doesn't win a championship either? Well, yeah, but he keeps taking you there. I mean, Cleveland has has you know they've they've gotten closer to a championship with this guy than before. And certainly, no one's blaming LeBron for the fact that they didn't. If they had Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love, I'm Easy. almost assured in my mind that they would have won that. So uh, I don't think anybody's going to blame LeBron for that. Now, before we, I don't get too far deep here without going into Tiger Woods. So you, at Yahoo Sports, you have a colleague named Pat Ford, do you not? Yes, and he, yes, exactly. I read an article of his. I read all of yours, but I read one of his. Don't be jealous. Good. Time for <laughs> Tiger Woods to throw in the towel. A very interesting article about the twilight of people's careers. But, man, Tiger really, really, really stunk it up this week. Yeah, yeah. It's funny that you mention that because we had some debates about that headline because we the article was a bit more nuanced yeah. than the headline leads you to believe. But, you know, in this in this environment, in this media world, you, you have to catch people's attention. I clicked. And, uh, Tiger Woods, exactly, exactly. You know, Tiger Woods. <laughs> Having difficulties with the road back doesn't exactly have the same kind of. <laughs> yeah, so tell me something I don't know. 
exactly. So yeah, it's it was awful. It was just there's there's just no two ways to put it. There is nothing redeeming. Even Tiger's most ardent supporters have to say, the guy kind of sucks right now. Yeah. And and the problem is just he's playing the toughest courses and nothing but. He needs to go and play some little chump change tournaments, get a little bit of confidence mm-hmm. back, get a little bit of his, his his swagger back, and I think he'll be in much better shape, but he's just getting his butt kicked right now. now. I'm not a golf expert. I just watch it on TV when I find the courses interesting. That's why I've been watching this one, because it's like the largest putt-putt course I've ever seen. <laughs> I, I mean, it is completely bizarre. It looks like it's being played on the moon. Like, if you just started greening up the moon, like if it was in the first stages of getting a little bit of grass growing on the moon, that's what the, the, the course looks like. There's somewhere on the moon where there's a little bit of grass. That's what it looks like to me. Um, but And watching these people struggle. But when I, I've seen, going into this, the Tiger seems to be weird now too, like delusional. Like he gives these interviews and he talks about his game as if there's no big deal going on. You know, I did this, I did that, blah blah blah. He beat exactly four people in the U.S. Open. There's four guys who did worse than him in missing the cut of the U.S. Open. And it seems to me, somebody from the outside looking in, he's overthinking everything. Look, there's the age, and he would probably be breaking down a little bit anyway, but he, he's not playing as well as Mickelson, who's in his 40s, right? So uh, his, he, it seems to me that he's trying to change everything. He keeps firing people and getting new coaches. Why not just go back and try to play the game like you did in the 90s? I think you're absolutely right. I mean, it's you know you can use whatever metaphor you want. You know, like trying to change the tires on a car while it's on the highway, yeah. something like that. He's got 15 different things going on, and none of them are working. I think you're exactly right. You know, some people have said he should take six months off. I think his sponsors would have something to say about that. That's right. I think that the better option is just to get out there and play. You know, just just get out there and play and stop worrying and stop listening to everybody. Do what you did when you were in, in Stanford and, and right. just learning this game and, and focus. But now he's a head case. And it's a weird thing. Your your colleague, Pat Ford, brings this up in the article. Um, he compared it to the last days of Muhammad Ali right. uh, and how everyone else knew it was over before Ali knew it was over and that he took these fights that he never should have taken and was very sad to see him lose these fights in, in, the, in the way that he did. And uh, he the, in that comparison... He said, you could see that what had happened is somewhere Ali took a hit that he never expected to take, and that shook his confidence for the first time. Like, these guys, these great athletes, they have no understanding that they'll ever not be as great as they always are, or as they were at the, at the, at the peak, and so they can't account for that. And that Tiger Woods is there now, it's mental. He, if he even gets close to being in the hunt in a major then it's nothing to do with his swing anymore. Psychologically, he's afraid he's going to lose. And when he was winning, he never had the fear of losing. And how do you get over that? That's yeah. I, I, the only way I can think of is to win. Yes. I mean, he needs to just go to like putt putt tournaments and start beating <laughs> baby little kids, something like that. So, Either that, or you know, dress up, put a mustache on, and, and go in disguise to places so no right. one knows him. There's no expectation. Uh, Jared, yes. Yeah, I was about to say if Tiger hangs it up right now, he just decides to end his career and retire. Is he the best to ever? Is he the best golfer to ever play? Nope. Uh, I'd put him at 1A, right behind Nicholas. I mean, right, he's right there. Because he, he's, he's won four less majors, right? Yes. So, yeah, when he was great. Go ahead. 
Well, I was just going to say, he's just he's outstanding in every way, and I don't think what's happened to him in the last few years takes away from a bit from his legacy. Okay, one more sports story from my buddy Jay Busby. And remember, we have the best goodbyes in the business. Von Hessler Doctrine on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Rolling Stones. English Nick and I saw them just a oh, couple weeks ago. It's so good. They were great. How do they do that? I don't know. Collectively, they're 400 years old. Amazing. How do they do that? Unbelievable. I'm 51. I was starting to get... It was hurting me to stand for two hours. <laughs> Mick Jagger and Keith Richards are running up and down a ramp. I couldn't believe it. But it was, it was, it was excellent, but still not worth the money because there's no concert ticket that's worth $150. But hey, look, I'm not going to get into that. I enjoyed the show. I took my kids. Jay Busby from Yahoo Sports. Oh, wait a minute. Before we get to you, Channel 2's... Nope, not that one, Eric. <laughs> Sunday means the eight. Oh, is it? I was right. Yeah, you were right. You were right. You got it. Look at that. You know, the end of the show is so hard for me because I have to jam so much into so little time. Channel 2's Brad Nitz says, a high around 90 degrees. And I, I trust him. I trust Brad Nitz. And a 10. A 10 on the Mellish meter. Yes, I bring you a 10 on the Mellish meter. Uh, Jay Busby, Yahoo Sports, very quickly because we have uh, very little time. That's why I'm speaking as fast as I can, and I expect you to do the same thing. What exactly happened with uh, Red Sox Pablo Sandoval here at uh, Turner Field? He was Instagram picture making Instagram pictures while he should have been working. <laughs> or he should have been on the bench and uh, is favoriting them, actually. That's not something you want to do when everyone on earth can see that you're supposed to be at work. Now, was he in the bathroom at the time? I'm not quite sure the circumstances. I mean, obviously, there are plenty of places where you can hide a phone yeah. here at a uh, ballpark, but... Yeah, and I, don't, I don't know the cameras caught him, but yeah, it's it's pretty bad. Uh, so he got suspended for. I mean, you just can't keep people off of uh, social media. Just no matter no matter what, <laughs> middle of the game, I've got to like it. Look at English Nick. He never he never stops while we're doing this. Just a text. You can only get half of somebody's attention for anything anymore. The world's if gone. Go ahead. If you're lucky, you half half of their attention. Yeah, I, I, I mentioned the 49ers story before you got on. That, right. that uh, they're, they're now going now. to every 30 minutes, they're going to make breaks for social media for 10 minutes. I hope they lose every single game. Jay Busby, Yahoo Sports, check out all of his writing because he's awesome. Everything Eric Von Hessler is at ericvonline.com, E-R-I-C-V-O-N-L-I-N-E.com. Thank you, DeMarco, Mary Ellen, Jared, English Nick. Autumn Fisher will be back with us next week. That was this episode of the Von Hessler Doctrine. We'll chat with you again next Sunday at no, 1. Oh, no, no, no. no. We're, we're filling in for Herman Cain on Thursday and Friday. Thursday and Friday. And Wes Moss is going to join us on Thursday to talk about Donald Trump, something he knows an awful lot about. So we will see you 9 a.m. Thursday for the Von Hessler Doctrine. Until then, I simply must insist that each and every one of you get off my lawn. <laughs> <laughs>